0: Welcome in to the First Pick Podcast, Thursday Night Football Preview. Big Kev, what's up, man? Not much, man. Well, we got got here, my bad. I I said what's up, and then I just started talking. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. We got the Arizona Cardinal versus the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday Night Football. Put
0: some respect on their name. Oh. Undefined.
1: Defeated. The undefeated, I guess. we gonna. I, I ain't giving nobody respect, man, They, but they are very good. That defense is unbelievable. So is the defensive line. So, yeah, we, we're ready to go. What, what's the line? What are we looking at?
0: So before we get into that, okay. let's get to the spiel. Oh, I, I forgot. For the, for I was ready to skip the, the spiel. Listeners. Yes, no, I go know. I want to skip the spiel too sometimes, but we hope we got somebody <laughs> new listening. So you're listening to the First Pick Podcast. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombaz. I'm here with my co-host, my partner, my friend, the biggest boss, a.k.a. Kevin. Or Kevin, aka the biggest boss. How we want to look it, at it? It works both ways. That's man. how we like to do it. It's interchangeable. <laughs> yes. I'm your boy Vinny Goombots. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at v i n n y g o o m b o t s. You're listening to the First Pick Podcast. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the First Pick Pod. Please check out the social media. We'll put up all kinds of great content, funny memes. Uh fantasy advice, betting advice. We got all sports going right now. So we're putting up things almost every day. Big Kev, where could they find you? Where could they listen to us? At Biggest Boss
1: Seventy Six on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. Please rate, review, and share. Five stars only. Whatever you do, we appreciate it, whether it's positive comments, whether it's going out and making your making sure you're subscribing to us. We appreciate all of that. Now what do we got? What's the side? What's the over under? What are the insights? What are the storylines? What do we got, Benny Gumbatz?
0: Total on this game sits at 43, that's 43 for some of you guys that don't know the lingo here, and the spread on this game is San Fran laying 10 and a half. Kev, this line is moving like a locomotive. This line opened up at San Fran -8 all the way up to 10 and a half as expected. Uh, undefeated team, the, the steam is rolling. That's what they call it, the <laughs> steam. Uh, I don't like telling people because I feel like I'm rubbing it in, but the early bird gets the worm. Kev, I got this line of mine. It's eight. I'm on San Fran here. Um, I've been against them a lot lately. I feel like they're going to burn me now just because I just the, final, the first time I'm backing them. I would not lay ten and a half. I know they just smoked, you know, the, the the Panthers, excuse me, and the Cards are coming off a tough loss. But that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, people. Um, I know you've been backing the Cards a lot. You know what I mean? They, they've been a, a team that you, you like lately. What's your take on this spread and overall the game? I mean, I think it's clear. We think that San Fran wins. But do they cover 10 and a half points?
1: I think they're going to have a really hard time scoring. David Johnson is really important. Uh, I've taken Arizona four times this year. I'm 3-1 and one with them. The last one I took, I kind of knew what was going on, but yeah. I took it anyway just because I've been riding them. I'm yeah, like, I'm going to hey. do it one more time and let me see because I think, uh, I think- The Saints are a little weak in the pass game, which you kind of saw. Kyler Murray was 15 yards, 19 yards. They get into the 20, Mm -hmm. can't score the football. So that's how it went. They winded up getting three full field goals. That's kind of been them all year. The times when they can score, they've won those games. have come really close to beating good teams. If not, they get blown out because once they get in the red zone, they can't put the ball in the end zone. And it's going to be much more difficult uh, this week. And I, I just think, I don't think, no matter what number you give San Francisco, I think they cover that. You'd have to give it to me at like 18 for me to think. That they would not be able to cover this game without David Johnson in the game. I don't think Kenyon Drake is enough to do much of anything. I don't think he's dynamic. I think he's a good football player. He's great out of the, out of the backfield, but the Miami Dolphins have tried to make him into a full time back, and that's not something that was actually possible. They gave him ball enough to do it, and he couldn't. You know, never,
0: he's never been a full time back. You know, we went to school. No, Greenbow, Alabama. Oh, he went to Alabama? Do you know where that's from, though? That little Greenbow, Alabama? No. Woman. Forrest Gump, man. Oh, yes. Remember? <laughs> he gets all mad. Anyway, I don't what, know. I don't he don't went even to know Alabama? If, or? He went to Alabama.
1: Oh, I didn't know he yeah, went to yeah. Alabama.
0: Yeah. He was there with with uh, Kamara before he transferred. transferred. Kamara transferred to Tennessee. He was there with... Uh, I, I want to say he was there when your boy was there. Lamar Ingram? In, no, I don't know. I gotta we gotta look at. I'm gonna look Derek at. Derrick Henry. Henry. There's been so many was, good ones. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like he was there when Lacey was on his way out. Oh, Drake okay. Was coming okay. up. I definitely think he was there when when Scarborough was there. I always like that guy's last name, Scarborough. Right. Bo, Bo Scarborough. He never turned out to be much, but uh, I know he got drafted by the Cowboys and didn't really turn into much. But they they produce running backs over there in Alabama. Um, it's weird because with, with Forrest Gump, he says Green, Bow, Alabama, right. but I know that they play in Tuscaloosa. Right. So before I croak, I want to go to one Bama game.
1: Yeah, I think it would be great. I prefer the LSU experience because I hear I oh, I hear, go, I go, I hear, going to Death Valley at night for a night game is just something special to be at. Just the atmosphere, how much fun it is, all of that good stuff. But I think that would be my – because I've been to a Penn State whiteout. I've been to that before, gotcha. which is phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. I would love to do LSU if I had to pick one just based on other people's opinions.
0: No, I agree, man. And uh, another game I'd like to go to, I remember they used to call Candlestick. That's where San Fran used to play. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm sorry. I just got a little. We got a little news break here. Even though it's not it has nothing to do with this game, but the center for the Seattle Seahawks is out for the year. That's oh boy! Not yeah, I don't know who it is. Maybe we'll look that up as we're recording here. I know it has nothing to do with this game, but it is actually well, it is well, NFC West. So, we'll, it but we'll say we're about to
1: do the preview yeah, too. Yeah. So we can talk we'll, about that. We'll get we're, to that. But that's. Very, very important. Very I'll, I'll let you know how important that is, how yeah. important the center is to a football game. But go ahead.
0: But uh, I always wanted to go to Candlestick. That's where San Fran used to play. I don't know if that's still where they play. But, I mean, in this situation, San Fran looks like they're clicking on all cylinders. You know, I was skeptical of this team, Kev. I, I You know how my skepticism has been with them. Um, I took the Rams against them. I was wrong there. Uh, I've, I went against San Fran three times this year. One of them I could laugh at now. Actually, two of them I could laugh at. And San Fran, you know the one thing when you take a loser? It hurts to lose at the end. It does. But you know when you know you're on the wrong side? When it's a smoke show. Right. And you can't, I don't want to see you're mad at it, but there, you know, there are plenty of times people, I want you to understand something when you're betting or if you're just making a pick with a buddy. Sometimes there's the right side of a game, but there's the wrong outcome. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Miami on Monday Night Football. That was the right side of the game. There wasn't a wrong outcome there, but you almost got there because they covered by a point. Right. But Miami was the right side all game. You never lay 14 points with a backup quarterback like Mason Rudolph, and he shows you that early in the game because he's throwing interceptions. And he was very inaccurate. That was the right – if you took Miami Dolphins, you were on the right side of the game the whole time. And if you took the Steelers and you got mad because you didn't cover, you were on the wrong side the whole time. Right. I'm I'm trying to think of an example – of the right side and the wrong side um, recently where the listeners can relate to, and nothing's really coming to my head right now. Who played Sunday Night Football? You guys know. I don't want to drag it out. Either way, what I'm saying is that both times, when I, actually all three times when I bet against the San Francisco 49ers, I was on the wrong side. Right. And I could live with that. I could live with taking knowing that I was wrong. I never want to be on the right side but have the wrong outcome. I backed them. Listen, ready to laugh? I ba- I took the Cincinnati Bengals week two. They got smoked right. by the 49ers. I backed the L.A. Rams. Couldn't move the ball for anything. Mm-hmm. And then last week I was on the Panthers, and that game was over before it started. I backed I-
1: them against Washington, and then – that's it, actually. Just against Washington, lost that. Obviously, yeah. Robbie Gold missed a kick to that would have put them over ten. But and then they wound up covering. But Washington's defense is much better than Arizona's Absolutely. defense. Absolutely. And Arizona still has some really good defensive players on their side. They have Terrell Suggs, who's old. I but I'll, I'll give you that. But you have Chandler Jones. Yes, he sizzle. Yes, I agree. I think so. He, I agree. The level of consistency and leadership, and he was unstoppable. Leadership. Or leadership, not even like just that. that, but he was just unstoppable. <laughs> like people, when when people went into the week to prepare for a defense and you were playing a defense that had Terrell Suggs you would be ignorant and moronic to not have a conversation about how we're going to deal with him for this whole game so and if somebody goes into it's very difficult now everybody I guess is there but I think he took it to the next level so if people are going into the game game planning for you you uh, you have uh you have the hall of fame juice in, in my opinion not all the time but for him I think it carries through they have Chandler Jones they have Peterson they have Tremaine Brock so they do have some good veterans some great players on this team but overall it's
0: Hassan Riddick too I like Hassan, Hassan Riddick. Riddick
1: I know that's somebody that you've been touting yes all year long but it just they don't have enough in between those veterans the young kids aren't good enough and that's why you know, that's why I don't think they have a chance to stay within this game they can get after the quarterback but they're 29th in total yards 29th in pass yards 29th in points is they can't really stop anybody
0: no I'm, I'm with you there and uh, I think they kind of came back down to earth playing what I like to say a real team in the Saints you know the Cardinals were beaten up on the beatables. They were beaten up on the Giants, the Bengals, and I forget their other win, the Falcons at home. So they should, you know. The, I, I was surprised, you know. I, I give the, the the Cardinals more credit after those three wins because I, I thought the Cardinals were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they're not. Right there, and which is and that's a lot to do with Kyler Murray. But you, like you said, it's also a lot to do with David Johnson. And if you notice, the two games that David Johnson didn't play with the two games that Kyler Murray wasn't successful.
1: Uh, David Johnson is more important than Kyler Murray.
0: Absolutely. And that's something that you have been saying since we did our NFC West breakdown in the summertime. Listeners, any time of the year, you can go back and listen to that. Sure, there's going to be some things that are different now because of injuries or obviously the time that we're in. Or
1: maybe we were wrong, but there was a lot of things we got right. Yeah, and no set
0: <laughs> when you use David Johnson, this team can win. Yeah, and they did. Uh, they use him in the past game, or without him, I definitely think this is going to be a tough task. The thing that scares me about this number, especially how it is so high now, ten and a half, is that. I just, the, the the Niners are a run team. They are the, the heaviest running team in the NFL right now. Right now, Matt Breed is questionable, but we know this team, okay? If Matt Breed ain't there, Tevin Coleman, first of all, tore it up last week, you know who's going to step up after Matt Breed. You got Raheem Mozart or Jeff Wilson Jr. All those guys can find the end zone. Yes. So I don't want to say Matt Breed is replaceable, quote unquote. He is. But he is. You know, one of those other guys could come in there. Now you got Sanders fitting into the offense. He was on the field 83% of snaps last week for a guy that just got there. And that's because I told you about that uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, I forgot that guy's name, but we don't have to remember it. But the offensive coordinator Oh, that, the guy
1: with the Italian last yes. name. Now I'm forgetting. Exactly. <laughs> re-
0: I, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> so the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, where Emmanuel Sanders was playing. Used to coach with uh Kyle Shanahan, that's the coach of the 49ers, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I always get him mixed up with uh Schottenheimer over at the, the, the OC in uh Seattle, right? I'm, I'm everywhere else, but he used to coach with Sha- uh, Sha- see, I won't say it again, Shanahan two years ago. So when he transitioned to Denver, Sanders was working with him, right? So when now he goes to San Fran. The playbook's very. I would assume is very similar, right? You know what I mean. So that's why he was able to get going. He had a touchdown in his first game. Not many catches. I think he had was like four for like thirty-seven. Who's a short-yard touchdown? But he's in the offense. I think that opens up Kittle. That opens up him. Marquise Goodwin didn't even play last week, and they smoked the Panthers. And, I, th- and I think
1: it makes him better too because yeah. he's he just a uh, basically. Pure on speed, he was so I fast apologize. there he made you cough. Yes, <laughs> but um, he he's going to be in the t- 2020 Olympics, so that lets you know how fast he is. And Emmanuel Sanders is only going to make him better. He makes the offense better as a whole. And I, I don't know. I just don't know how they even cover ten points in this game, even ten and a half points in this game.
0: And you mean that you don't know how who uh you don't know how the Cardinals? Cover yeah, it I don't. Now. Yeah, I don't know how they See, cover it. I'm on the other way though. I, I I just I I think because the 49ers play so tight. I know they just blew out the Panthers. I'm not, you know, and this is, again, at 10 and a half. I'm thinking they're going to, and, and I'm trying to put the weather aside, but I'm thinking they're going to play the same style of football they did against the Redskins two weeks ago. Just win the game. It's a short week. Let's just win the game, and let's get some rest. Because the next week following, they have a matchup against, excuse me, I'm trying not to draw it out. But the following week, they got the Seahawks at home. That's a big game. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to call it a look-ahead spot. You know, you might call it one, but uh, it's a big game because they're the team that's right underneath them in the standings. Right. You want to get that win to give yourself a little bit of cushion. I don't know. I don't know about the 10 and a half. The, the one thing I do tell you, though, Kev, I like the under. I like the under a lot because I don't think Cardinals get on the board, and it's mainly because there's no David Johnson. Yep. You know, um, 43, it's already ticking down. It opens up at 43 and a half. I know some people out there still not valuing that half point. They're like, what Vince, what the what's a half point? It means a lot. I've won twice by the
1: hook, man. Hey. So like I'm I hear you. And I was just looking at the under. You were saying it was at 43 and a half with an open. You got it at 43, or or it's at 43 now. And I just looked this at 42 and a half already. Like it's, I don't know. That makes me a little bit weary, because I do think Kyler can make a play. If he uses his legs, he can make a play to score and get them at least in the ten and twelve point range. I think they can get themselves in the red zone and get some field goals. And those couple of field goals and those couple of plays that he might make is going to be the difference between 38 points
0: total in the game and the 42 or the 43. That was, those, will, those will matter. Exactly. And what, what you what you people want to do is when you're factoring a total, you want to think about touchdowns, field goals, add up the numbers. How many touchdowns do you see San Francisco scoring? I can see him putting up 24 points. You know what I mean? And then how many will the the, the, Arizona. the yeah yeah the cardinal score you know and that's kind of how i add them up and see if i could get there um, i have a trend that leans more towards the under and uh it already hit twice this year kev if you remember 2 weeks ago when the 49ers played against the redskins and when the patriots demolished my jets nfl home dogs of 9 points or more are five and twenty-nine to the under Kev, since 2015. I'm not good at figuring out the percentages here. That's one of my uh, one of the the things I'm I'm just not good at. I have to figure out how to do the division to get these percentages. Right. I don't really need to because I could see that. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you people is since 2015, only five overs have hit in this situation. We're twenty-nine unders. So that's NFL home dogs, which is the Arizona Cardinals of 9 points or more are 5 and 29 to the under since 2015 kev that's crazy
1: and that's a large percentage how about that
0: yeah that works Let's jump to the fantasy side, Kev. You got anybody going in this game um, or anybody you're thinking about starting? Anything going on?
1: I have Kyler Murray starting right now, but I'm doing everything I possibly can to not start him in this game. And okay. he's at home. I don't want to lose him because I want him. Yeah, Because yeah. he has some matchups that I like later. But when you have San Francisco two out of the next three weeks, it's like, man, what are you going to do? And there's no David Johnson. I can't count on that. That's not something I can uh, uh, put, in, put in the bank and try to cash that check. So, I think that Christian Kirk is always always a good start just by sheer volume. I don't know if he's going to score, but no matter what, he's going to wind up having eight catches, 70-some yards, get you 15 points. So, at 12 to 15 points, I think he's going to be pretty good on the other side of the ball. I think you can, based on what Vince has been saying, that Emmanuel Sanders is coming into an offensive coordinator he's already played with, he might be able to, and and the more and more him and Jimmy get on the uh, same page, right now I probably would only consider Emmanuel Sanders a flex unless you have a better option. I wouldn't put him much higher than that until I see. I have to see a little bit more to to take that. Obviously, Tevin Coleman is a start for you guys. And I think Jimmy G, if you're in a bye week at this week, say you have a Jared Goff or say you had an Andy Dalton. Well, he's on bye week also. Any of these guys, well, and he's also now sitting on the bench. But either way, you have any of these guys, Jimmy G is a really good spot to start for, for you guys this week on Thursday Night Football.
0: And speaking of... I have Jimmy G for a spot start this week. Um, I have Lamar Jackson, and I'm not really crazy about that matchup against the Patriots. So I'm I'm still not 100% sold. I might pivot off of Jimmy G, but I think he's the best option on the waiver wire. My other quarterback is Jared Goff. He's on a buy, So I think I'm going to roll with Jimmy G. And I'm kind of content with him just getting me... I don't know, 17 to 22. Right. He really hasn't had those. I think he only had one game in the 20s this year. So, uh, you know, they run the ball a lot. You know, I'm not going to get a lot from Jimmy, but I think I'll get more from him than somebody else. We don't have to talk about George Kittle. He's a set it and forget it guy. Uh, the the thing is with this San Francisco team is the wide receiver core. Uh, I think that everybody aside from Sanders – with the exception of maybe Debo Samuel, there's somebody you mentioned about two weeks ago. They're just kind of like stash guys. I mean, like Goodwin and Pettis, they're 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 borderline droppable. Um, I think they are droppable. Okay, I agree. You know, what I mean, but Debo, I think Debo might be a, a guy you want to stash. You know, you remember like when we were in high school, you might have had that condom in your wallet. You thought, <laughs> you, thought you might use it. But you probably never did, and it got all you know, right? Crusty, yes. That's Debo Samuel. He's just not ready yet. <laughs>
1: he's a rookie. He's a y- yeah. he's a he's a young kid. So you know what I am saying. It's going to take him some time. But I think he's somebody for you guys to keep in your mind for your drafts in two thousand twenty.
0: I agree. I, I definitely, and I think we'll start to see him come alive um, later on as the season goes. You know, sometimes these rookies, it takes a little bit of time for them to get clicking.
1: It's hard as hell to play football. Like, it's really difficult. <laughs> even for the, these are the greatest athletes that we have, you know, that coming in to try to play a game. There's only 3,000 guys who can do this. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it's really hard for, even for the best of athletes coming in from college to get acclimated to this kind of game. And you have a few who, Saquon Barkley and a few others, who could just come in and be themselves immediately. But that's only a handful of guys. Not many, but guys can do it that way.
0: I agree. Um, obviously, Coleman, you're starting. Um, I, I like what your analysis with Kirk. I think Kirk is a guy you can, he's a wide receiver, too, flex worthy guy. You I, know. I think so. And a reminder to people I said flex worthy guy, but I want to remind people. Uh, Kevin and I spoke about this before. This is a reminder to anyone doing fantasy football. If you have a guy that plays on Thursday night, get him out of your flex. You never play a Thursday night guy in your flex. And why is that, Kev?
1: Because you'll be stuck. You don't have any kind of flexibility that you'll need for Monday, for Sunday, depending on, like, you are absolutely stuck unless you plan for that. But even so, even so, if you have multiple guys at that kind of – then play them at receiver so you leave yourself open for three multiple positions that you could put in that slot.
0: Very well said. So that's just a reminder. I mean, the only other way I could see is if you had, like, three guys – you know, two receivers, two running backs, and a flex all playing in the same game. Right. You know what I mean? That's very rare, but I, I've seen it come like that. But that's got to be really uh, very, very uh, slim percentages there. We're not going to drag this out. I'm going to go with – I'm going to do it, though. I'm going lay to lay the wood with the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm, I'm rolling with the under here. Something I don't really normally do. I don't go with the favorite and the under. But in this case, I will. Um, I don't have a wager in at ten and a half. I'm not trying to rub it in. But early bird gets the worm. I got the 49s ers at minus eight. Kev, what do you got?
1: Nothing. In San Francisco. I'm not taking it or anything. Okay. Like, not uh, even in this the, in the shares league. No shares. No nothing.
0: Um, but
1: San Francisco in the under.
0: Okay. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed our Thursday night football preview. I'm your boy Vinny Goombots. You are listening to the First Pick Podcast. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at V I N N Y G O O M B O T S on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow the podcast page, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The First Pick Pod. Please check out the social media content. Um, it's a way where we're putting up post when we drop an episode we got funny memes we got betting advice fantasy advice betting strategies fantasy strategies all kinds of great stuff big kev take us out let them know where they could listen let them know where they could find you
1: at biggest boss 76 on twitter and instagram you can listen to us on soundcloud spotify podcast addict apple itunes google music please rate review and share five stars only subscribe everywhere you can Keep giving us some input. We're going to keep going with this. Uh, We hear back from a lot of you guys and ladies that you like the Thursday previews and the Monday night previews uh, coming this week. We're also going to be doing the Sunday night preview separately from the rest of the games. Try it out to see how much you guys like that. Please give us some feedback on that. Hope you win your game tomorrow night.
0: And uh, I want to close it out, Kev, with one thing. I want to shout out um, my boy Sean Rowland. Sean Rowland's a listener of ours. He uh, left out a review on um, iTunes, Uh, great review, he said, good content and insight, guys are knowledgeable and fun to listen to, always excited for a new episode, left us five stars, Sean, I didn't see it, i did now i want to say thank you very much kevin and i both appreciate that we appreciate all the reviews we get those are big because i know when i'm looking for podcasts i look at the reviews and uh those kind of things steer me in the right way so sean i know uh, i appreciate that uh he's a listener of ours and a supporter and uh i appreciate that thank you very much appreciate it